And welcome back into BetMGM tonight, the at-home version. Rob Brown actually at ACC Media Day. He's going to be there the next couple days, and he likes us so much that he's not even at a bar right now watching baseball. He's in his hotel room. I told him, though, when he gets off the show tonight, the night is still young. There will still be some games going down. Uh, right now, I wish I was at a bar because the Rays always make, think, make things interesting. But it is a 3-1 game. They had runners on second and third. Now we got a runner called out at third as I look up here. You know what? You know, sometimes, Rob, it's better just not to watch, to be honest with you. So what we're going to do, we're going to take a little break from the Rays here. Uh, the <laughs> Orioles, the O's have a 2-1 lead on the Phillies. All the O's, the O's are like Bill Goldberg in 1996 right now. All they do is win. Everybody else is just the jobber to the Baltimore Orioles out of nowhere. Uh, the Los Angeles Angels, they have a 2-0 lead on the Detroit Tigers. Mets up one nothing on the Yanks. That game in the bottom of the second. Uh, every other game right now is scoreless. We're going to talk a little soccer later on. Big, big game tomorrow. Women's World Cup for Team USA. We both got killed on the over. Uh, I'm going to go back to the well again tomorrow night. Spoiler alert. Let's talk a little ACC Media Day. Uh, you brought up the fact that you had the opportunity to talk with Mario Cristobal. You had the opportunity uh, to talk with some of the players on this Miami team that obviously underperformed. Rob, that may have been... And, I mean, man, there were a couple years where we were calling for the death penalty for Miami. That may have been the worst season for Miami football that I could remember since early to mid-2000s, maybe. I'd have to go back and look the last time it got that bad, at least when you had those kind of expectations. And I know it was just year one for Mario, but you saw what he did at Oregon. You know that he always brings toughness. He does a tremendous job building great offensive lines, defensive lines. And I like Tyler Van Dyke, like especially the way they closed out the season before. He had more 300 passing yard games uh, combined. I think like the last guy to have four or five uh, to close out the season was Bernie Kozar, but they were a complete disappointment. Some really bad losses. Uh, what'd you find out about Miami this season? Because I went over their win total, pretty large too, over seven and a half wins for me this year. I just I, I listen. I spent some time with Van Dyke today. Uh, I spent some time with Willie, their, their starting center this year, uh, and a couple of minutes with Mario Cristobal. And confidence didn't feel like the issue, and I, I want to give them credit and say, oh, this is a team that's kind of feeling themselves a little bit. Like, like, this is a team that got racked up with injuries, including to Van Dyke last year. He played banged up for a handful of games. Yeah. The problem is... I got the same attitude from them last year going into the game, and they came out and they hung 70 on Bethune-Cookman like they should. They hung 30 on Southern Miss, and it probably should have been over 40. And then they lost to A&M at Kyle Field. And by the way, that was a game they very much could have, should have, would have won, right? They should have beat A&M uh, at the home of the Colt in Kyle Field. But then that Middle Tennessee game happened at home where the Blue Raiders of Middle Tennessee State University came in and knocked off Miami in their house. And it was just a different team, right? Like, we've all seen, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a boxing guy, and we've all seen those boxers that they're talking mad crap in the weigh-in and in the press conferences before the, the fight, and then they go in there, and in round two, they eat a right hook to the jaw, and they're not the same guy anymore that was Miami last year. So it's kind of one of those things where it's like, 
I want to believe Miami has that swagger. Listen, I hate the Miami Hurricanes. I truly do. It's the most entitled fan base in college football, in my opinion. But it's also one of those teams, and I hate this expression, but there's a handful of teams it's true about, the Yankees in baseball. Uh, college football is better when Miami's in the mix. It, they just are. It's just that every story needs a villain, and Miami is the villain to so many people. So to go back and look at a, a season where they lost to Middle Tennessee State, where they lost to North Carolina, granted, a better North Carolina team than we're used to, where they lost to the Duke Blue Devils, where their own rival Florida State blew them out by 42, where they got blown out by Clemson, where they got blown out by Pitt. They had the same confidence and swagger last year, and in about week seven, they just gave up. I don't understand why I'm supposed to believe that all of a sudden they had a few days off and, and, and now they're just a completely different team mentally. The good news is the offensive line sucked last year. The run game sucked last year. They averaged like 3.32 yards per carry on the ground, which is atrocious. And they upgraded the offensive line. They got a couple of transfers to come in. Three-year starter out of UCF and Will Lee that's coming over. Like they've got some playmakers on the offensive line. I just can't buy in a team that quit suddenly changing everything about their attitude before this year starts. I I, I can't buy in on the Hurricanes yet, man. I, I just can't. Yeah, and I think that's fair. You know, like the, the thing that I like about them the most is, like you said, like Van Dyke was hurt last season. Clearly they, clit, uh, they quit on Mario, man. I mean, they bring a bunch of dudes back. But what I love, the one thing I didn't love about them last year, even at better than six to one odds to win the ACC championship, like, the thing that I hated was Josh Gaddis. I didn't understand that hire. I did not like him at Michigan those two years. Uh, I did not like him at Alabama, to be honest, and he was just the co-offensive coordinator. I didn't really understand what he was doing at Penn State from 2014 to 2017. And I don't think – I don't know what Maryland's doing because I want to believe in Maryland in the Big Ten this season, man, but Josh Gaddis is calling the plays. And I get that he went there, but – I didn't understand that hire. Anything else, uh, also speaking today, uh, you, so you had Miami. You also had Syracuse, like you said. You had Louisville. I'm really excited for Louisville. I went over on their win total. I'm just a big believer in the coaching staff, man. What would you learn from that program, if anything, today? Uh, I will tell you that they were the quietest program today, right? Yeah. Like, they're just, there wasn't a lot of discussion about Louisville. And I, I almost think, like, it – it almost feels like it was intentional, right? Like, it almost feels like they want to be under the radar. Uh, ever since Lamar left that program, it kind of... Fe- All right, I put it this way. It kind of feels like once Lamar left that program, that Louisville just kind of went, okay, that was our best shot. We're, we, we just accept where we are, right? Like, there's some college football programs that you kind of feel like they just accept that their 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 burden is to toil in mediocrity for a few years. And it, it kind of felt that way about uh, about Louisville this year. Now, what's interesting, Jeff Brom is going to, and he said this much, they're going to throw the ball this year. Like, they're going to throw the ball. And, and it's not really been that case. And you bring in uh, Jack Plummer from Cal as a West Coast quarterback who knows how to uncork one here and there. It feels like they're a threat. The only issue I think they're going to bump into is the top teams in the ACC. Florida State adding, uh, what's his name, uh, Cypress, the kids from from Virginia that came down. 
uh, Clemson. The top teams in this division are all going to have pretty damn solid secondaries. It is not going to be a conference that you're going to win by being a pass only. You should be able to throw the ball. You have to be able to throw the ball. But you can't be an 80% pass team and win this league. And I just don't know if Jeff Brom saying we're going to throw a lot is a smokescreen. I hope that it is. Because between Jawar Jordan and Maurice Turner, they've got a backfield that can run the football. But it just... it. It almost feels like Louisville's throwing up smoke screens and just saying, hey, yeah, no, no, for sure. Go look at Miami. Like, go talk about Georgia Tech. We're happy to let y'all do that. Uh, I don't know. I just, it's, they might be the hardest team to get a, a read on out of the ACC. Uh, Schedule-wise, like, the schedule didn't really do them a ton of favors, but it ain't the most difficult in the ACC. It's kind of middle of the road. So, I don't hate taking the over, I don't love Jeff Brom telling everybody he's going to throw the ball a lot with an unheralded wide receiver core, especially if he's taking the ball out of the hands of those two running backs. Yeah, now it's seven and a half. It'd be a small play for me. Like you said, man, not the worst schedule. They avoid Miami, Carolina, and Clemson, which I guess you could call a gift year one. They do get Kentucky and Notre Dame, though. But, like, I'm not the biggest Jack Plummer fan. Uh, you know, you look at the numbers last year, 21 touchdowns, nine picks at Cal. But what I do like is he spent a couple of years in the Jeff Brom system at Purdue. And you look at what Brom did at Purdue winning eight games. Like, he had that team in the Big Ten title game. I also I, – I, I agree with what you said about that running back room. It's a pretty deep running back room. I think they have some talent. But uh, a guy that I think is under the radar is Jamari Thrash. I know not a lot of people out there are watching Georgia State football. And also, Georgia State doesn't really throw the football. But when they do – he averaged over uh, 18 yards per reception for my Panthers last year, so I really like Thrash. So uh, I know tomorrow Pitt's going to be there. Narduzzi's talking. That's another team I'm pretty high on. What else are you looking forward to this week uh, while you're covering the uh, ACC Media Week, I guess we'll call it now? Man. Florida State. I'm intrigued by Florida State because there's, there's a group of people, and as I said on the show last night, I'm one of them, that really does think Mike Norvell has primed this team to take the crown back from Dabo or Clemson, or at least go back to where it's a, you know, it's a rivalry. It's a, it's a rivalry where the, the crown's going back and forth between those two. Mike Norvell worked the portal exceptionally well this offseason. I mentioned Jaheim Bell. I think he's going to be a breakout star for Florida State. I've been saying that since the minute that South Carolina let him go. Uh, Johnny Wilson at 6'7", proved last year that he can climb the ladder and catch the football over anybody in the country. Jordan Travis is not a bad bet for a dark horse Heisman candidate to start the year this year. If it ain't Caleb Williams, he's got a shot. Uh, defensively, they added Ventral Cypress. They got Jared Verse, who, listen, I know we're a long way from the day where a defender is going to win the Heisman. Forget a defensive pass rush specialist. But this kid is ridiculous, and Florida State's pass rush is going to be good. So I'm really intrigued to hear from the Knowles. And then on Thursday, I do have a uh, about a 12-minute sit-down planned with Dabo. And I just want to see how he's handling. Because this is the first time in a while that the media are looking at Clemson and going, somebody's got something for you in conference. It's kind of the last 10 years been, hey, it's Clemson, and then it's everybody else. Florida State's got something for him. People are believing in Miami. People like you are believing that Pitt's got a wild card stored in him. Georgia Tech came real close a couple of games last year to turn in a corner. I really like Brent Key after the interview I did. We'll talk about him later. But it's going to be a good, good season in the ACC. I really believe that conference is trending up.
I completely agree, man. We'll talk more later uh, when we come back. Next hour, Dan Karpik's going to join us. And we got to talk about the ALNL Central. We'll talk some baseball as well. It's BetMGM tonight.